0: an open heart I want to live like I know who you are I hope I never get over what you've done It's not coincidence and it's not I know it comes from above I've got miracles, on miracles Hi folks. I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Hutari, and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And when I'm talking about spiritual growth, what I'm referring to is growth in our relationship with God and in our relationships with one another. What we're going to do in today's episode is we're going to back up just a little bit because we're going to be moving forward in the next few episodes. And to get a running start, I want to back up and take a peek at three things, three primary statements that Jesus made that are so incredibly powerful that that's really all we're going to present in this podcast are the three statements that Jesus made, and they're recorded in Matthew chapter 4. So if you're interested in looking at them, it's in Matthew chapter 4 when it involves Jesus confronting, or I should say being challenged by Satan, by the devil. Now, interestingly enough, Jesus really didn't talk about Satan that much. His primary focus was preaching concerning the kingdom of heaven and the heart of his father so that people were able to see clearly what was taking place and not be in the dark, groping around, trying to find out where they might be able to get back home. <laughs> you know, if you've ever been caught in a snow storm or a blizzard, a real true blizzard, where the snow is blowing in so many directions, you, a person doesn't know if you're going forward, if you're going sideways, if it's east, west, north, south, Sometimes even up or down. It is that incredible. Trying to find your way home is if you don't have, for example, on a farm, if you don't have a rope going from your house to the barn, a person can get lost 20 yards from their home and die that's kind of like people groping around, like us, like you, like me, groping around in our lives, trying to find out something, you know, whatever that something was. Now we know what it was. It was the kingdom of God. It was related with God. But at the time, we lost. Like in a blizzard, lost, groping around. Well, Jesus came to set the record straight, and one of the ways that he did that was by confronting Satan, who had characterized God, had presented God in so many different ways that were not in any way, shape, or form like God, but people had believed the lie because they'd heard it so many times. That old saying, it's easier to believe a lie that you've heard a thousand times than to hear the truth if you only heard it once. And so there was a lot of misinformation going around concerning God for literally centuries. And so Jesus comes to set the record straight, but prior to him coming really on the scene, he had a showdown, at least an initial confrontation, with Satan himself. And he, Jesus, didn't really spend that much time talking about Satan, as I said. And so I'm going to follow in his steps. And I'm really not going to present what Satan said to Jesus When he was being tested or tempted, I'm just going to express the words that Jesus spoke because they're so powerful when they stand just by themselves. The three things that Jesus said, and they are number one, man, people, we don't live by just eating bread alone, but by every word that comes out from the mouth of God. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds, comes from the mouth of God. It's not bread that keeps us alive. It's not bread that gives us life. It's God. Jesus was setting the record straight. Secondly, he said, don't put the Lord, your God, to the test. (laughs) Don't put God on trial. God? You're going to put God on trial. You're going to test God. You're going to do something to say, if you're really God, you'll do this. Well, that's really nothing more than a tool presented by Satan to create unbelief. Jesus clearly said, it's written. Don't test God. Like he said, it's written, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out from the mouth of God. Don't test God. So, if you're in a situation where it's hard, don't say, if you're really God, You'll help me out. That is setting yourself up for unbelief because God doesn't need to prove himself to anybody. He's God, was God, will be God, with or without us. We didn't create him. He created us. Who are we? Like it's written. Who is the clay pot to say to the potter, why did you make me like this? Jesus said, don't put God to the test. He's not the one who's on trial. Lastly, I think most impacting statement that Jesus made, they're all impacting, but this one just crowns it. He said, worship God and him only. Worship God. Worship him. Give God your all. Extravagantly worship him. And only him. It's not God and then we have a variety of other things that we kind of throw in there as well. Or other entities or other issues or other things or other agendas that we really devote ourselves to. Sometimes ahead of God. Jesus was saying very clearly that our highest call in life is to worship God and Him only. Worship is so precious. The offering of our devotion, our complete selves, saying, My everything belongs to you. I adore you. I lift you high. I look to you as the source of my life. Thank you. I love you. Worship. Worship. Pure devotion. That's our place. Not to be confused that we need to go to work and work ourselves day in, day out to the bone so that we can live and get some bread. That's not where life is coming from. Also, putting God on trial, if you're going through a tough time, ask for help in a humble way, not in an arrogant, demanding way. And last but not least, be a person who worships God extravagantly, with your devotion, completely. Offer yourself to him first and foremost, and nothing before him. That is our highest calling as human beings. Worship. Worship, worship, worship. Worship and obey. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. For the benefits that you provide for us. The life that you give us. And the fact that you are above being put on trial. You are worthy of our worship. And we worship you. And Lord, I thank you for the strength that you give us. I thank you for the power that you present to us. And I thank you for using us in that same fashion to demonstrate that on earth as it is in heaven. I see you demonstrating your heart all over the world. And I am so thankful to be a part of that. God, I want to continue to cooperate with you, to stay in step with you, To be guided by you, Holy Spirit, so that there would be the opportunity to walk like Jesus while we still have breath. This side of the resurrection, to live a life fully devoted to you, Father, like Jesus, and to demonstrate your heart, your character, your ways, to demonstrate you. So that when people see us, they see you. And we can say we really are only doing what we see our Father doing. And we only say what we hear our Father saying. Lord, to see hundreds of thousands and millions upon millions of people covering the earth, being like Jesus, Lord, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I believe it. I thank you for it. And I seal these things, present them to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. I love you. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, Please feel free to drop us a line at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. In the meantime, God bless you. Adios, amigos.